You're listening to Civic from the San Francisco Public Press. On this edition, we'll hear from demonstrators who took to San Francisco's streets on Friday, June 19th to mark Juneteenth. We'll hear what the day means to them and how they're experiencing the momentum of this movement against police brutality and racism. Juneteenth is my Independence Day as a black woman. I'm a token person of color in a very white industry. Them taking the day off, recognizing Juneteenth is a step in the right direction. I think it's a moment in history. It's a reflection that justice for black people have always been delayed. I'm Laura Wenis, and this is Civic. Protests against police killings and for racial justice have been going on for weeks now, with thousands turning out at a time in cities across the world since police killed George Floyd in late May. Last Friday was Juneteenth, a day that commemorates the ending of slavery in the United States, June 19, 1865. That's two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation was issued. In Texas, people were still enslaved, and it wasn't until then that the Union Army reached Galveston, Texas, bringing news that the war was over and enslaved people were now free by law. This year, marches and other demonstrations were planned throughout the day in San Francisco and around the Bay Area to mark Juneteenth. We wanted to know how people were reflecting on the day and their feelings about the sustained momentum of these recent protests. The interviews you'll hear today were recorded by Brian Howie, our reporter in the field, on Friday. He met the gathering protesters at the Ferry Building, where several hundred people met to begin marching towards Civic Center. On the way there, as the march moved down Market Street, Brian met Vivian and Ken Gaskins. What brings you out here today? Um, we just wanted to support Black Lives Matter and just to show people that it, it, how it's been so difficult for everyone. And we just want to have a peaceful protest. About the same, really. We just wanted to, you know, come out and, and support everyone. That's it. So I think we're a month into protests now. How do you feel about the momentum? Do you feel like it's slowing down, speeding up, maintaining? I think it's maintaining. I think it's probably gonna, I mean, everybody is just about not working so we can concentrate on the protests. So I think it's gonna keep happening maybe up until uh, November, okay. at least. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of protests listed online, which is how we found this one. Right. Um, so it's, I mean, they're, they're out there and I think the momentum is, is either maintaining or it's even picking up some, but especially on days like today when it's Juneteenth, I think that definitely makes a big difference also. Okay. And one more question, because I don't want you guys to get left behind. <laughs> what does Juneteenth mean to you? Oh, it just means the emancipation of slaves. It just, it's just a, a proud holiday that even though we don't have the exact date, it's still very, very important to us, to everybody. For me, it's about, uh, it's about education. Uh, as, honestly, as a child, we really didn't learn about this. And it wasn't something that was talked about too much uh, in the South. I think that my folks being from the South probably really didn't want to discuss a lot of it. So now it's, it's more important that I understand what's going on and, and also to, you know, to be out here and help support it. At City Hall, Brian met Aubrey Hagens and Obadiah Watkins. They had brought with them stacks of voter registration forms. What brings you two out here today? to encourage everybody to get involved and hopefully use their votes to make a difference in our community. So I noticed that you have this cart here um, and it says on the front, register to vote here. You guys are out here getting uh, people to register voting? Yes, uh, we have um, 
forms for both uh, Alameda County and San Francisco County. Um, and we're just trying to get as many people that aren't registered registered to actually make a difference. Why do you, I see you have a, a sign here It says grab them by the votes. What does that mean? You know, honestly, I, was, I think both of us were sitting at home really overwhelmed and overstimulated from the situation, wondering what we can do. And I'm sure that there are tons of people out there wondering the same. Voting. Voting is, is how we can make the difference. How about you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, as she said, you know, we just really wanted to do something that would actually affect some sort of change. And it's really overwhelming with so many, you know, issues that are that are plaguing our community, you know, and, and the world right now. So how do we really affect that change? And, you know, really that change will be made by making sure that we vote and everyone is registered to vote and making a difference in the right way. How many folks have you guys gotten to register today? We've had a few questions, but no, no registration so far. But we've only been here for about 20 minutes, so. Oh, so you just got here. Yeah, we just got here. <laughs> okay. So um, is this your first time out at one of these protests since George Floyd was killed? No, this is not our first protest, um, but this is the first time we brought out the registration um, access. Okay, and have you guys been to protests in San Francisco, elsewhere? Where, where have you gone so far? Yeah, we've been to uh, Berkeley, Oakland, San Francisco, Castro Valley, Hayward, um, and Pleasanton, San Leandro, and Livermore, I believe. Wow, you guys have gotten around. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, I, you know, it seems like these protests are going and going and going. I, I can't... What is your sense for whether or not they're picking up momentum or slowing down, anything like that? You know, I, from what I can see, it seems like it, they're riding the momentum. However, I don't expect this to end, not for a long time. Looking at the history of the protests and in reaction to civil rights and human rights, this is the beginning. What does Juneteenth mean to you? Juneteenth is my Independence Day as a black woman. Do you want to explain what Juneteenth means to you? Yeah, you know, Juneteenth, I actually, you know, recently looked up the whole actual story of Juneteenth and to find out that, you know, what it actually represents was just, it was just jaw-dropping to me, you know, to find out. Uh, I just, you know, tried to imagine what it would actually be like to be in, you know, indentured servitude and then find out that you've been in slavery enslaved for two years past the time that the whole country that you lived in had already passed a, a judgment that said you could be free and just how you know amazingly liberating it would be but also how frustrating to be like two years of my time you know has also been spent where i could have been a free person you know i could never imagine fully what that would be like but you know i really think it's a day that needs to be a national holiday and recognized and one last question, you guys have been to so many protests. What is the end goal here? What would it take for you to feel like, feel comfortable sitting out protests or not, or for the protests to end in general? What would need to change in society? You know, honestly, I think stepping away from ignorance, really trying to educate our community. Um, you know, even myself, when I see signs for defund police, I didn't understand it, but the signs, brought me aware enough to go and educate myself on what that means. Um, and that's really offering services um, and other means that fit the, fit the calls, fit the settings. Um, so that's my one of my end goals at this point. But again, I, I stand with the people and their goals in general. How about you? You know, 
I, I've seen it mentioned multiple times that people, you know, believe in systemic racism and, uh, you know, it's something that I think is also the case and, and, not, and having our president not acknowledge that it's a systemic issue rather than just saying, you know, his view is that there's just a couple of people out there that are, you know, bad apples, etc. Um, I think that it's something that the whole system needs to be overhauled and I think we need to look at the way that we do things, you know, there really, there has been a disparity for a very long time in this country and it's been unfair. And, um, you know, it's, it's really just, it's not right and it's something that needs to be changed and recognized. And I think that, you know, like she was saying, having resources being sent to the right places at the right time by calling the right numbers and having the right funding is what matters. Not having police officers take care of things that they're not ever trained for and that they have no idea of how to even handle. So terrible accidents constantly happen. That's my thoughts. Thanks so much for your time, guys. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Kayla Vasquez and Alicia Higgins talked about learning about Juneteenth and its significance as an Independence Day. What brings you out here today? Um, (laughs) Black Lives Matter. You know, it's not enough. Like, where we live, there's not really a lot going on. It's definitely majority white suburbs. And so it's really... Where do you live? Petaluma. Yeah, we both live in Petaluma. Um, it sucks to not be able, like, feel like you're not doing anything and, like, feel like you don't have the ability to. So, yeah, just taking action, I guess. Do you want to add anything to that? Uh, yeah, everything she said, plus I want to feel like I can go out safely and my brother, my sister, my dad, I want them to all feel safe. That's it. Is this your first protest? Um, for BLM, yeah. And are you planning on doing any more protests after this? Um, hopefully, yeah. I mean, as much as I can do. Yeah, protest, sign petitions, donate money, whatever you can do to help. Yeah, definitely petitions. And what does Juneteenth mean to you? Um, honestly, I didn't even know it was a thing until Alicia invited me here. Like, like America's other Independence Day like wasn't even on my radar or any of my black family's radar. So, I, I'm probably not the best to speak on it. Um, I learned about it later in life too, but Juneteenth, just it's a, an actual independence for black people. Like, it's something that I feel like, I personally, I didn't know that much about, and I still like can't really speak on it that much. But it's definitely a holiday that should be celebrated by everyone, because it is a celebration of the people getting out of slavery. And I think that's important. It's important to know. It's important to learn. And you both said that you planned on um, attending more protests in the future. What would it take, what would need to change in our society in order for you to feel like you didn't need to protest anymore? Oh, like everything? There's, I mean, there's so many different things. Like, I don't think we'll ever exhaust all the needs to protest, all the things that we need to change in this country. I was asking, since you're planning on coming out and protesting more, what would need to change in our society in order for you to feel like you didn't need to protest anymore? Um, for everyone to get the help they need individually, whether it be like just the black community in general, just I think we need to be able to extend the resources needed to both the black community and other communities that are in need at this time. Thank you so much for your time, awesome. guys. Yeah, Have a good one. We'll hear more from demonstrators marking Juneteenth in San Francisco in just a moment. 
You've been listening to Civic from the San Francisco Public Press. KSFP would like to thank the awesome, forward-thinking institutional supporters of the San Francisco Public Press, including the San Francisco Foundation, the James Irvine Foundation, the Reva and David Logan Foundation, Craig Newmark Philanthropies, the Jonathan Logan Family Foundation, the Ethics and Excellence in Journalism Foundation, the Fund for Nonprofit News at the Miami Foundation, the Fund for Investigative Journalism, the California Endowment, the Center for Cultural Innovation, the Institute for Nonprofit News, and the local independent online news publishers. This is KSFP-LP San Francisco, 102.5 FM. Let's hear more from people who marched in San Francisco on Juneteenth. These interviews were recorded by Brian Howie. Star Baclay remembered Juneteenth being celebrated in San Francisco regularly. But that, she said, has faded. But what brings you guys out here today? We're, this is not our first protest uh, or march. Uh, we're here specifically to celebrate Juneteenth. Uh, to bring awareness to that, and also the Black Lives Matter movement. We've been very involved every day, so super happy that this, that Juneteenth is being recognized, finally. That's why we're here. And what does Juneteenth mean to you? Uh, Juneteenth means a lot. Um, I come from a multicultural family, and we have people that are, we have a lot of Black, white, Latinos, and it's important to, especially right now, to amplify black voices. Um, Juneteenth is significant because, I mean, I'm born and raised here in San Francisco, and we used to celebrate Juneteenth all the time in the Fillmore. Um, That's now gone. So we've been knowing about it, but now I feel like it's been gone the past decade. Uh, Juneteenth is important because it does recognize the day that all Americans should know about, which is the abolishment of slavery, um, if not two years after. Um, And I'm glad that people are recognizing it as a national holiday. And I, myself, my job took it off as a holiday, and now's the time. I'm I'm hoping that everyone who has this day off um, can learn and research what exactly this day means. And you said you've been to quite a few protests so far. Do you feel like the momentum is changing in terms of protests around police violence across the country? Do I feel like it's changing? Increasing, slowing down, maintaining? Um, I think in my social community, my social media community, uh, the momentum is it's still moving and it's, it's still progressing. Um, I think for a lot of other people that when this whole movement started, um, it has died down for them. They're not posting as much, um, which is unfortunate, but um, 
for me and my immediate community, the momentum is here and we're keeping it alive and keeping it going. All right, I, I know you're, I don't want to <laughs> hold sorry. you up for too much longer. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, what, just one last question. Um, in terms of what these protests are for, for you personally, what sort of changes would you need to see in our society in order to feel like you could rest and, and stop coming out for this? There is so many changes that need to happen. I feel with the momentum of Black Lives Matter movement, um, the recognition of Juneteenth, um, it's just adding to the movement. Um, I think that a lot needs to be done, um, and I'm hoping that this continues. I mean, lots of things need to be done. Um, the all the systemic injustices that are here in this country need to stop. The funding of the police. I know for my specific industry, um, I'm in a creative industry um, where I am one of, I'm a token person of color in a very uh, white industry. Um, us taking the day off, them taking the day off, uh, recognizing Juneteenth is a step in the right direction. It's all little minor steps, but a lot needs to happen for us to feel like um, this movement. I mean, I could go on and on, like definitely defunding the police for sure, making space for black people in all industries and in all levels of government, education. Do you have anything to say? Yeah, I just said my mom and dad. <laughs> no justice. And no peace. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. For Alaha Omar, marking Juneteenth means confronting the echoes of slavery in modern America. What brings you out here today? Um, just continuing um, to be in the momentum of the Black Lives Matter movement. I think it's very important that we follow through and not just make it, you know, a trend, but to really bring change systemically in this country. It's time. It's enough. Violence and racism. So that's why I'm out here as much as I can. <laughs> Would you mind translating your sign for me? Sure. Um, well, it's in Dari, which is the language that people from Afghanistan speak. And it basically says solidarity with black people makes the world a better place. Great. And is this your first time being out to the protest since no, George Floyd? God, no, I think this is my eighth protest. Wow, so you've been to a lot. Yes, yes I have. Do you feel like the, the momentum of the protests is slowing down at all? Um, so I was at the one in the mission, the one that was organized by the youth, and I, apparently there were 20,000 people. So that was really, it was actually very, very cool to be a part of that. So when I see smaller protests, a little bit, I'm like, okay, we need to be all out here. But with COVID, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence of how much to push people to be out protesting. A lot of protesting people are protesting virtually as well. There's a lot of virtual things happening on the media so that's cool too. Have you been to any virtual protests? I have. What I have. are they like? Um, uh, very informative, educational and they give a lot of uh, call to action. How to you know how to what to read, what petitions to sign um, and a lot of uh, information about what's happened to like the Breonna Taylor case and what's happened with um, you know the, the, the current cases right now. I've spoken to a few people who say that they're going to come out here over and over and over again until they get the change that they need. 
And one thing I'm curious about is, you know, what, what would it take for you to say, okay, you know what, there's been enough change, things are great now, I don't need to go out and protest anymore. What sort of changes would you need to see? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I think the changes of, of funding police, and, and I think there should be a lot of investment in black communities, and black youth communities, and black education, and black-owned businesses. And once I see a lot of that happening, a significant amount, laws changing, and p people being punished for crimes they've committed against black people, and then I think I will, I think I, this will movement will go on for me for a very long time. But maybe I won't be on the streets every single day, but who knows, I don't know. It's very um, unpredictable and uncertain what's gonna come out of this, but I'm gonna show up until I see something change. And what does Juneteenth mean to you? So um, it's interesting, Juneteenth is, um, I originally thought it was the end of slavery, which was not true. Actually, the Emancipation Proclamation was signed two and a half years earlier, but not all people who were enslaved knew that they were free. So I think it's a moment in history, it's a reflection that justice for black people have always been delayed. And, um, and again, we're in the same, we're what, 150 years later, and we're still dealing with mass incarceration and, and, and black people being innocently murdered by police officers and, and really, truly systemic racism. Throughout Friday's marches, a local rapper who goes by the name Xanabis and his partner Lexi Reed gave brief performances. He'd rap and she'd sing. After stopping at City Hall, the march wound its way around a short loop that ended in front of the school district building. That's a move, organizers said, symbolized the redirecting of funds from the police department to education. A few people had made signs painted to look like money that said, Defund police, fund black youth. Lexi sang Lean On Me, and the crowd chimed in in the chorus. Zenevis and Lexi spoke to Brian as things were starting to wind down in front of the school district building. Okay. What brings you out to the protest today? Um, you know, we were invited last minute by friends and uh, we were looking for an event for Juneteenth anyways. Uh, and also, you know, City Hall is in our backyard. Yeah. I think it's definitely important for the youth to be a voice for the Black Lives Matter movement and we all came together, all of the creatives in San Francisco, to put on a show and celebrate Juneteenth for the city. What does Juneteenth mean to you two? It's when slavery ended. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything personal about it though or anything symbolic about it that you think is important? Freedom and change. Yeah, definitely. Shows us that, you know, 
I mean, because everybody's born and, and they're taught to believe, you know, that their lives are insignificant, you know, and, and that the things that they do in life really don't matter, but that's not the case. You know, with, a, with historical events like that, it proves, you know, if enough people come together, they can make a change. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what we're all trying to do here today. Now, I saw you were rapping earlier today. First of all, that was amazing. Thank you. Loved it. Um, where could listeners or readers find more of your music? So, uh, I got music on all platforms. That's Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, SoundCloud, whatever. They can search up Xanubis. That's X-A-N-U-B-I-S. X-Anubis. Um, and you can find all my music there. And same as my Instagram handle, too, is Xanubis. What do you rap about? I rap about a lot of things. I rap about past relationships. I rap about the injustices of this world today. I rap about living in a mental maze and being stuck in this earth and whatnot and trying to survive. And my history, my past, my life, man, it's finna embalm me. And is this you guys' first protest after the George Floyd killing? No, we've been to tons of protests um, all around the Bay. We've been to San Jose, Oakland, and San Francisco. What to you is something about the society that would need to change in order for you to feel like you didn't have to come out and protest anymore? For the injustices to stop, you know, for people to take, like, you know, I walk down the street, you know, and I mean, tourists, you know, they clutch their bags, you know, they think I'm a hostile. They look at me as if, you know, I'm about to rob them or something. Or, you know, I walk into a corner store, I got people looking at me already off the bat just from entering the store. I haven't said anything. I haven't done anything. In my honest opinion, I don't think I'm doing anything suspicious. You know, I'm not a thief. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? So it's like if injustices stop, I think people would stop rallying. You know what I'm saying? There would be no reason to rally, you know, if, if injustices didn't stop. And that goes for, for black lives, that goes for trans rights, that goes for everything, you know, all these like, people are just thinking in the old way. You know, they're thinking in the old way and people who are ignorant are afraid to change. They don't know what that is, you know, it's not common to them. Thank you guys so much for your time, I really appreciate it. You've been listening to voices from Juneteenth marchers in San Francisco, gathered by reporter Brian Howey. Read his live coverage of the demonstrations at sfpublicpress.org. I'm Laura Wenis, and you've been listening to Civic. Civic is a production of the San Francisco Public Press, a nonprofit investigative news organization. sfpublicpress.org. Host and reporter, Laura Wenis. Producer and contributor, Mel Baker. The publisher of the public press is Lila LaHood. Executive Director, Michael Stoll. Director of Membership and Community, Daphne Magnawa. Assistant Editor, Noah Arroyo. Copy Chief, Kurt Aguilar. Photojournalist and reporter, Jessica Prado. Our theme music is by John Dillon. Additional themes from The Blue Dot Sessions. Civic airs Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. on KSFP LP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM. Thanks for listening. <laughs>